In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Normally, as I read and hear our epistle reading, I am comforted and rejoice. But this time, as I worked on translating this passage and thinking about it, I was saddened. Now, to be clear, I wasn't saddened for myself or saddened about what our Lord said here or saddened for you. I was saddened to think about what does separate us from God's love. Now, clearly, this list is nearly exhaustive. The things in the world and creation cannot separate us from God's love. That love expressed, shown, and enacted in a baby born in Bethlehem who would one day die on the cross for you and me. Paul recounts many of the things in this world that could separate us from our Lord. He lists tribulation which is anything that pressures you or makes you feel confined. Think of having bills that are due, but not enough money in your accounts to pay them. Or the way the pandemic made people feel restricted in their activity in life. Anything that brings you anxiety. He lists distress, which is any difficult circumstance, something that puts you into a narrow way, without much choice or where to go, like the snow and floods back in 2019. He counts persecution, which we have seen in our nation, in churches being closed down while businesses aren't, or people being run out of business because they hold and uphold God's design for marriage. He includes famine or lack of food. He mentions nakedness, which is about being destitute and not having basic coverings. And there's danger and the sword, which points us to the problems of war and death. Can these separate us from Christ's love? The answer is a resounding no. What about death itself and, or the things in life? No. Oh, what about angels or our ruling powers or the, those that are demonic or, or human? No. Neither can the things here and now nor the things that will be. Powers and might cannot, nor can height nor depth. Nothing in creation can cut us off from God's love in Christ Jesus. God's love in Jesus dying and rising for you. So what can? Who can? If the devil himself is not able to condemn you nor accuse you anymore because of Christ, if God has done everything to save you and nothing in creation stands in the way of his love, how can you be separated from his love? Jesus promised his sheep, after all, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. 
So you have Jesus' promise and Paul's affirming of that promise. Nothing in creation can separate you from God, including your sin. Christ has chosen you and forgiven you. He has removed all your sin. So why then was I sad as I thought about this passage? Because as I looked at how great a salvation this is, as I looked at and contemplated how great a victory this was, as I considered the great extent to which God went in order to rescue you and me and to make sure nothing could come between Him and us, I thought about those who walk away. I thought about those who depart the path. In our Gospel reading, you have Jesus urging us to stay awake and to be found awake by the Master. He's urging us to stay in the faith, to continue walking with the Lord, to continue gathering as His people, to receive Him and His gifts weekly. But falling asleep and not being ready are actions of unbelief. They indicate lack of faith or a loss of faith. In other words, Jesus is urging us not to depart from Him, to continue being His sheep. So while nothing in all creation can keep His love from us, we can leave that love behind and forsake it. This is the sad fact of what is going on around us. People are leaving the faith. They are departing from Christ's hand. They are forsaking the Lord who worked and works to hold on to us. He rescues and delivers us and He holds on to us, but He does not imprison us with His love. We can always walk away from it. And sadly, that is what I see. I see the great extraordinary love of God, love whose greatness I can hardly expound to you. And I see people think lightly of it taking it for granted, and even walking away from it. Nothing in creation can separate us from Christ and His actions to redeem us. But people can turn their backs on that love. And they do. Uh, clearly, that is the problem Israel faces in our reading from Isaiah. God calls them to return to Him, but they make their own strength to be their God. They abandon the Lord for something else. Nothing can separate you from the love in Christ Jesus. you can walk away from that love in Christ Jesus and leave our Lord behind. Forsake being His sheep. Forsake His promises to His sheep. So what can we do? First, 
We should examine our own hearts. What are the things that are leading us away from our Lord? What gets in the way of worship? What pushes out time for Christ? As we see such, we should repent. We should turn to the Lord and turn to His great promises. Those promises that we heard tonight. For He forgives. He wipes clean. He overcomes our idolatry for us. Your sins are forever gone. You are redeemed. For He will not let anything in creation, including your sin, keep His forgiving and cleansing love from you. Second, we should continue in that love daily. We should heed His warning and be in His Word and in church, hearing His Word and receiving His Supper. We should gladly receive Him and walk in His ways, encouraging one another to do the same. This is how we stay awake and ready. Third, we should call those who are wandering away to return. We should encourage them to walk with us as we strive to walk and live in God's word and promises. In all this, we will look back to our Lord Jesus for help and strength. He does not want us to depart from him or wander away so he arms us with his word and promises that we might not walk away, but that being strengthened, we would continue with him. He gives us his meal, that we would have his spirit and promises in a tangible way and look forward to the fullness of his feast already begun now. And he gives us brothers and sisters in Christ to help us, correct us, and encourage us that together we might wait and be ready for the Lord and his return. He does all this for you. For he is coming back. He who lived our lives, who suffered what we suffer, who died a terrible death on the cross, facing the spiritual torments of hell. He who went through all this to save you and make you his own adopted children will not suddenly forget about you nor fail to return. He will come back and soon. And so we wait. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, O Lord, until that day and beyond. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.